All right, everybody. Welcome back to Wet and Dry, episode three. Today, checking in from our living room together with Bran, who just got back from his Cali trip. And I cannot wait to hear what you got up to, bud. Long time no see, dog. I think that's the longest I've, I've, that we've been apart and not been shredding in years. I think so. The last time I saw you, I dropped you off in a very rainy rain station, <laughs> uh, train station in Norway. Remember that? Oh my God, dude. And I was stressed <laughs> about my luggage being overweight and I'm just getting hammered by rain. It's all soaking into the bag, making it heavier. Exactly. That's the last time I see you. And here you are back again, looking way more tanned, looking more happy than that. Right, unbelievably <laughs> tanned, huh? Unbelievably tanned for me. I think all the freckles are sort of blending together now. Getting there getting there so yeah brother tell me you just did a pretty epic cali trip dog it was i mean it's such a shame it's so sad to not have you there but aside from that it was the best summer of my life it was insane dude like just ticking off like the dream rivers that i had as a kid mm -hmm. like one after the other hanging out with Dano, like meeting up with other crews. It was so fun. And, uh, you, you know, like, like I, I took that late night, late night phone call from Dane because yeah. we were trying to predict when to come in for the Royal Gorge. Everyone had their own bets. And he was like, look, if you want it, you have to fly in now. And I was like, okay. And I like <laughs> booked my flights that evening. Everyone woke up and I was like, so I need a ride to the train station because I'm going to the airport tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I remember that. And then, yeah, you, you, sent it over the big old pond right and then yeah run me through man i want to know about the trip so obviously do got, got there got off the plane uh -huh. so haggard thank god we got one lap in on a golden gate do you remember that section yeah, yeah for it's like sure. class four like fun super classic river like day run in california and uh and then we, we were buying snacks dame was stressing about the level for royal we woke up and we had like ice outside of the truck and it hadn't melted overnight and i was like oh god that's not good you know we needed more heat to try and bring the levels up and he's like it's good we can do it but we're gonna do it in one day so it doesn't drop out on you and i was like yes <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah dude that was it then the next day we were dropping into royal gorge early in the morning this like old school legend that lives near the put-in called trevor dropped us off mm -hmm. took took the took dan's truck back to his house And, uh, and then we were dropping in, man. And, you know, there's like a lot of, a lot, a lot, a lot of rapids that you just don't see on the videos. You only ever see the waterfalls. So you have like a good, I don't know, hour, hour and a half of like shredding through rapids until you get to Heath One. Mm -hmm. um, that's the first waterfall on the run, which you obviously know. Um, and it's, it's just a gift, you know, it's maybe like 35 foot, something like that, rolling lip, nice deep pool in front of a wall. And it's just magic. And uh, I pulled up and out and away and like twisted a bit, you know, that classic turning booth line. And dude, I took a whipper off the landing and I was like, oh my God, like, is this how I'm going to start this day? <laughs> like, this is the smallest, easiest waterfall. And I take this whipper, like, damn it. And then like brushed that off, did heave two, didn't go into the cave, didn't get my paddle ripped out of my hands or anything weird. And then you're out in the flow, bombing all these like, you know how it is like some rapids are clean some are quite manky but mm -hmm. there's always a line down through them and uh and then you're at rattlesnake which is just perfect you know that's as, that's about as nice as a waterfall that size gets i think and coming out of that eddy is just iconic you know that big left turn staring it down dropping through 
And um, I think that if you do a normal trip and you camp there at Rattlesnake, you have a lot of time to get anxious about what's coming downstream, you know, because Scott's is just around the corner. It's that close. Dude, it's like 10 minutes away from oh. Rattlesnake. <laughs> so, you know, so if you do the classic trip and you're camping out there, you have all that time stressing about this this monster downstream. But because we were doing it in one day, it was just like, cool, good. Yeah, on to the next one. And uh, the whole landscape changes, man. It goes from being like smooth, like polished rock mm -hmm. to just being like sharper and squarer and like more blocky and just, just gnarlier looking as you get to Scott's. And then, yeah, dude, it's a beast. It's a beast of a, of a rapid. And uh, the waterfall is amazing. But that lead out is stressful, you know, just trying to understand how you're going to hit those rocks and whether you're going to make that turn before it all slams into the right wall at the bottom. Super stressful. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. When I was here, I obviously saw social and there's like so many people fired it up like that trip Dan was on initially <laughs> and that there were some hectic lines. And I mean, you solved it super well with that, like waiting to like push left and not push too far left in order to hit that kicker and end up back right again. I was really stoked to see that. Like, that's exactly one of these rapids where I think like experience is worth a lot. Maybe you underestimate it to be like, I mean, you you ran it, you will tell me, but like that you have the, the like calmness and the coolness to like wait until you charge and be right even though you do not want to land right at the bottom right that really uh, looked like that 100 mate it's it's the classic that you only learn from experience you know the harder you try and run away from something <laughs> the more likely you are to end up exactly in that spot you know yeah. so you have to start on this exactly as you're saying you have to start on the side that you don't want to be on and then like traverse across it and make that turn but yeah man i was stoked and then got to the bottom of that and i was like that was basically my dream line down this monster it's epic and uh Yeah, and then we were straight down into Wabina. And um, that one, I have to say, like all the other ones, we were talking through lines and we were pretty much agreed on what to do. Mm -hmm. And Dame was like, what's your plan for this one? I was like, I don't know, dude, right to left, like just deal with it, try not to get too swallowed and just deal with that bump. And he's like, don't even bother going from right to left. He's like, just go from all the way left. <laughs> he's like, just run hard away from that seam line. He's like, that's always, he's like on the last trip, that's always how people have the nicest, softest lines. Mm -hmm. So it's super nice to get that feedback and that beta from Dane because I would have done something completely different otherwise and might have been able to handle it. But that pushing hard left line was um, was the ticket. was so easy, was so soft in the landing. Nice. Didn't even flip, was awesome. So you just stayed left at the wall on your way down. <laughs> Yeah, dude, just you'll see it in the videos, just like running super hard left at the top and and then like slowly fading into the main flow. Um, cool. Yeah, dude, and then we ate a quick little quick little picnic, packed lunch there, some rubbish sandwiches. You know how it is, like yeah. very little thought on like snacks or food, just like so excited about the river. But knowing it would be like a big, huge day, we took some, but they were all mm -hmm. mashed and soggy and gross at that point. Yeah, I saw Dan's video, it looked hilarious. <laughs> yeah man and then bam that's it 35 35 mile paddle out and uh some the paddle out is 45 miles yep <laughs> and uh you know like the americans complain about it man but fuck if you're from the uk or europe there are some good rapids in there <laughs> dude i was stoked for a for a long time then it got to a point where i was like we must have missed the takeout like we must be heading towards the ocean we're gonna end up on the beach soon and that would be nice because i'm gonna take a nap on the beach because i'm so tired <laughs> and uh eventually we see the bridge for the takeout and i'm paddling like this you know like the paddles are completely horizontal we're like rubbing over the kayak you know and you're just knackered And Dane is doing flat water sprints to the takeout. <laughs> and I was like, this dude is just different. True. Yeah, Dane, Dane uh, uploaded the video, I think, a couple of days ago. I recently saw it. Super nice. Like, 
I was grinning hard just like because Dane has done it like a week before, right? So like two days, two or three days, two or three before. days before even. And like just really had all these locations on lock. When I saw that he brought two throwbacks to like set up the safety backup for Heave two, right? Heave two, yeah. I was laughing so hard. Like you have that that level of preparation for like safety and backup. And then you also have like the soggy sandwiches on the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. And uh, yeah, so like how long did it take until you were like at the bottom of a wiener? Like, com like just to like put it into perspective, like how long does it take to actual flush? Do Cap Captain Dame will have all the times. So mm -hmm. You know me, I never, I never like looking at times or watches, but I want to say it was like, I don't know, four or five hours, something okay. like that from putting in. But that's with, you know, like setting the cameras up, like Dane walking around to set safety, like all of that stuff. I think yeah. I think it would be about half of that, if not less, if you, if you truly just bomb straight through it. So like in theory, just for me to get an understanding, like the first third maybe is like where all the stout stouts are and then you have the, the paddle-up, which is still <laughs> probably a two-day by itself if in any other country than California, I guess. Dude, it depends who you're following as well, because Captain Dane had just done it, had all the lines on lockdown. But I was like, damn, if you were in there for your first time, you'd be scouting some of these horizon lines, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, you wouldn't you wouldn't just be like, trust me, it's good, down the left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. Damn, that sounds like a pretty strong start of the Kelly trip, I guess. Dude, that well, was, I mean, you know it. That was like one of the rivers that, that we have dreamt of for yeah, years. For and sure. saw the chance to get it, took it, and I was flying over there and I was like, <laughs> don't get too excited it's probably it's probably gonna have dropped out by the time you get there like mm -hmm. it's okay we might not get it but at least we're trying and uh that, yeah man then to get it was just beautiful epic so special and then uh yeah you know like one of the big reasons i went to cali was for dane's project on fantasy mm -hmm. which we can talk about now because he got it done but you know he's been talking about this for like two years now something maybe, like that yeah maybe more and he's been he's been talking about a straight through run speed descent down fantasy falls which i think from speaking to a lot of people in california is like the like the prize jewel like the crown jewel of californian rivers because there's just so many rapids on there and um anyway to support dame with that was like a big reason i went so we dropped in for the first practice lap mm -hmm. and um me and dane ended up doing like a one day fantasy flush which Sick. was super cool to have done the one day royal flush and then to be doing the one day fancy fantasy flush and it's a uh, it's like a super different vibe you know like the royal one you're a little bit intimidated about taking a hit or, or something but there's not that many challenging rapids per se you mm -hmm. know like although there's a lot of white water there's still like only like five big waterfalls and a lot of like class four stuff you know yeah but um fancy is like as you know when we did it it's just so many rapids the whole way down it's insane and um yeah anyway we did a one day fancy flush um dropping into mummy gorge i was sure dude like have you you've seen the videos of it eh? yeah I was sure, I was like, Dane's doing this wrong, you know, he needs to like push the nose down like we do on the Champions Killer whip drop and like up. whip it back up or like lean booth it from the top yeah. and I was like, I was showing what's up and <laughs> I get there and uh, then I got there and was like, oh, well that's absolutely not going to work, no wonder he's <laughs> been doing it how he's been doing it, it's hideous dude, it's just like a thick wall of water falling from right to left into like these sharp pointy rocks and uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty gnarly like yeah pretty gnarly like cv 20 footer into this into this gorge but it goes it goes it goes okay it goes okay <laughs> it went well <laughs> yeah, yeah i remember when when we first did the uh, fantasy like a couple of years ago in my head i was expecting fantasy like 
you expect just fantastic rapids. Everything is clean and smooth and beautiful like Dinky. But it's not. Like I was so surprised, one, about the just the amount of rapids and two, also like how consequential they, they can be. Like there's lots of sift. There's lots of like undercuts, shitty rocks in your way and stuff like that. That really caught me off guard on fantasy, I remember. Yeah, dude. I think I think being on from this side of the world, we all have this image that California yeah. is just like pristine, beautiful, perfect rapids, but it's not. It's got some teeth and it's got some <laughs> gnar and like there's a lot of like mank and in between rapids where I'm like, I can't believe people have been running this, you know, and, and that people have been doing that since like the nineties and stuff, you know, like it's 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 wild the progression that California has given the sport, you know, over mm -hmm. the years. Yeah, for sure. It's I mean, Scott, Scott Straub, all these guys, Kern, Kern brothers. Kern, I was just, I was just reading. Scott had posted some history up of the first drop into Cherry Bomb Gorge, mm -hmm. and uh, I have to, I'm gonna have to look it up before we can talk about it. But he was saying he calls it like Tyler's drop or someone's like that because that was the first dude that ever did it, and I had no idea about that. You know, like what year and when, and it's it's fascinating, man. Again, I love that page kayaking history. Yeah, awesome. They post some rad stuff. Good knowledge, good knowledge. But then, so you, you did that one day flash. Obviously, Untouchables is in there. That all went well. Yeah, yeah. I could have, I would have liked to have had like a Steezier Untouchables line. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't know. I was tired. It was late in the day. It was, it was close to what I wanted. You yeah, know, it just yeah. wasn't like full Steez off the top boofing, mm -hmm. you know, into the term. But yeah, for, for that lab, for what we were trying to get done, it was okay. I'll we'll take, take it. it yeah. I was blown away, like how many lines I've seen, like people firing at Untouchables <laughs> this year. And I was also blown away. I remember like on the first descent, uh, like we weren't there, but uh, when Sam Sutton first did that thing, Lars Lemler, like an absolute savage, was begging Sam to not run this, literally saying, please don't run this, you will die. Because um, it just had this crazy, crazy... Like, it was just this crazy piece of white water nobody really thought was solvable. And then Sam just styled the fuck out of it. <laughs> and then last went second. But still, like, I'm so impressed with, like, what the rapid looks like. If you haven't seen, like, 20 people run this before, like, that in-between spot and you have to make that ferry to the right, all of that. Like, how bad it looks versus how well it then tends to go, I, I guess. It's been blowing me away, really. Yeah, dude. I've... <sighs> Yeah, I can't believe some of the lines that people have gotten away with yeah. because in, in my head going down the left-hand side at the bottom, I mean, you can see it, you know, it like clearly like gets so close to those rocks. And mm -hmm. I heard one story of a dude like doing cartwheels in there, oh, God. <laughs> you know, like just dropped in, got melted, popped up, was doing like oh. two or three ends and then cycling out. But I think because it's on a diagonal, it does tend to be nicer to people and it does make a big pillow in front of those rocks. But yeah. no way would I ever want to test out whether it's actually okay over there. It looks bad. It looks horrific. And I don't really don't want to probe that ever, but it has been probed and it has been fine. So that's the good news, I guess. And uh, that was the day straight before Dane's, Dane's project day? Or you'd say, what happened? Yeah, so we did that one day fantasy flush. Uh -huh. Level was dropping super hard. So we dropped back in the next day and that was to set up the safety team. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you know, Dano, he like sets the standard for safety, you know? And there's many times where I'm like, come on, dude, you're like, <laughs> we're going to be fine. Like, don't worry, we've got it, you know? Not, not that safety is not a big thing, but like that we can get it done with ourselves, you know? And um, we always find a way to make it work between us. And Dane's way to make it work was to get 19 people. 19? 19, 19. Oh, my God. 19 people. 
at all of the significant or sketchy spots along along the river. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, he was well covered the whole way, did it absolutely as safe as possible. But you know, like he dropped in there with just the memories of the rapids and all the lines where to go. And then he didn't take a single eddy per se, you know, like maybe he cut into one and cut straight out of one to set up. But yeah, and then he ran it the whole way through. And uh, so gangster. it's insane, dude. Me and Caleb had camped out the night before further down the river because mm-hmm. we were talking, you know, like I, do, I don't have many laps on it. Caleb doesn't have any laps on it. And someone had to be at the bottom for Ireland and, and show me your tits for the last two big rapids. And we were like, yeah, I guess it will be us. And we were talking about how far up the river we could camp mm-hmm. and i was like caleb i want to be like down there because my worst nightmare is like we're finding our way down and the pink kayak comes like a racing car you know just like <laughs> meow <laughs> you know we're the safety and media team and we're like good luck buddy never mind fair <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, we camped in there, Dana crushed it. He was actually ahead of schedule. Like I had like a rough time, but he was meant to be coming through um, the last, like the last big rapid. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like 30, 40 minutes ahead of schedule. And I was like, damn it. I'm like <laughs> running with my camera, throw bag, like. <laughs> Still going strong, looking smooth. Dude, so, I mean, you know that last rapid, right? You can go, you can push left into the eddy, then you have an easier setup, you know? Or That's you, for show me your tits. Show me your tits, yeah. yeah. Or you can go direct and do mm-hmm. that do that crossover turn, and it's sort of hard to see where you are and where the window is through the holes. And I was like, surely he's going to be sensible and go left, you know? Like, he must be absolutely knackered at this point, you know? Three hours in, no breaks, no pauses, bombing all this hard, hard white water. And I watch him pushing to the right and I'm like, of course, <laughs> of course he's going to do it properly. And uh, he swings in and you, you know, Dane, he never like really takes backstrokes. He puts in this like huge, like, <laughs> <laughs> and cranks himself around. I was like, well, it's nice to know he actually does get tired. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> and then, yeah, cr- he crushed a line, ran the final few rapids down into the lake and then hiked back up and... That was it, man. The fantasy flash. What what used to be a three day river trip took Dane three hours, nineteen minutes. Like that's so incredible. I wonder if that's ever gonna get beaten. I don't see it coming the next little bit, but we'll see. Well, yeah, I mean, like I said, like we've said in the last podcast, man. Like the talent base in kayaking right now is epic and it's so strong, and mm-hmm. I'm really excited for the next generations. But still, like the the river memory. And the confidence to do that is just wild to me. You know, and that's one of the things I was talking to him about. Was like, you know, like there's a lot of people capable of big waterfalls, and there's a couple people h- hooking tricks off waterfalls now. And like, but I don't think there's anyone that wants to put all of these rapids together in one run without stopping at the speed that you can do it. You know, it's like that's out of this world to me. Yeah, that's that's epic. I'm I'm stoked for Danny pull that off. So I assume the bar tap was pretty big that night. Well, dude, 19 people to feed or how did that go <laughs> well dude everyone was so tired you know everyone got off did their own thing but it wasn't mm. like this huge rage of it it could have been but the one day fantasy flush was actually dane's birthday Ooh. it was hilarious <laughs> and uh, i told him i'm like i didn't say happy birthday to you this morning because i really hoped you were gonna get you were gonna get stuck in a hole and i would be coming past you and i'd be like happy birthday <laughs> <laughs> And uh, it didn't happen, obviously. Although we did spin out on Show Me Your Tits. And Ooh. dude, I felt collectively everyone watching just like, oh, it's going to happen. <laughs> and he just like turned and skipped out and boofed at the last second. And everyone's like, damn it. We were so close, but damn then we it. weren't close. <laughs> damn, that sounds like a, a pretty, pretty amazing time out there. And that's just the beginning. And then because I was 
it was so interesting because obviously we've been monitoring the California levels throughout the season and it's just been that crazy snowpack, way too much snow to one go get to any river even or have it at the right flow. And then it kind of like plummeted so quick. Yeah, man, which which was fascinating talking to like the Cali legends and locals, mm -hmm. you know, like Ben Coleman, hearing him talk about it. And he was saying that like, you know, a lot of years, the big, the big snow years are the worst because everything sits too high. And then when it does drop, it drops really hard, you know, and that's exactly what happened here. I think um, while we were all hoping for this like gradual steady drop for maximum, maximum kayaking time, I just don't think yeah. that actually ever happens, especially in that area of the world. So everything was dropping hard and uh, we, we went to West Cherry after that and mm -hmm. like, Dan's truck needed fixing and like there was a bunch of stuff going on and it was the weekend and it was a huge hustle to pull the West Cherry mission together. We ended up getting like a like a random rental truck from like U-Haul or somewhere <laughs> and uh, we drove over to West Cherry, did that in one day. That was an insane mission. And, um, and then yeah, a couple of days go by and we're dropping into Upper Cherry, which is I think the smoothest most perfect river in the entire world like you cannot believe that this place is actual real life do you remember like on the tony hawk pro skater game you could design your own skate park yeah. it, it feels like someone's done that for kayaking it's it's insane man yeah i mean i just know the video since i was a kid growing up but even back then it just looked like a play park just perfect not even not like a play park but like a like a design feature like just too good to be true yeah though with that being said man the thing that I never fully appreciate with California. Again, it's just how gnarly it is. Mm -hmm. So there's like potholes all over that river, you know, and the levels that we were dropping in at, they were making some pretty gnarly holes that you had to boof over, you know. It wasn't ridiculously high, but it was higher than what a lot of people do it at, you know. And when it's lower, I think it's a lot chiller. Yes, but there are definitely yeah. some, some stout holes to boof and some spots where we were nervous about, but... I see. But well, like, what's the situation now? Like, all the snow is gone? Because I remember some people considering if some snow is going to make it into the 24 season or something but like, i mean what's dude, maybe maybe in some places in some areas it will i saw oh. that people are still skiing <laughs> at some spot but um, but you know like the, the water you know like fancy has dropped out royal dropped out ages ago mm -hmm. um, middle kings is close to dropping in which no one was expecting that is really quick yeah yeah no one was expecting that but it's getting closer to like more reasonable levels to consider it um devil's post pile will probably come in next week something like that mm -hmm. um so yeah i think although it's been like a weird longer season and things have dropped out hard i think it's still just been like an extended cali season you yeah. know i think people will still get all the classics this year which at the start of the year people were talking about that not happening you know yeah, I remember where people had the wildest theories out there and everything kind of seemed possible just looking at the forecast and how much snow they dumped. And these pictures, remember early season, like these crazy snow banks next to the road and stuff like that. Dude, I, I went from being like super chilled out and not stressing. I was like, look at how much snow they have. Like the roads aren't even open yet to talking to Dane and just being like complete panic. Like I have to go now. It's all, it's all going away. Hectic. Man, that sounds like an amazing trip. Dude. Um yeah, I cannot wait to, to go get there back myself, maybe hopefully next year. Oh, definitely, dude. Yeah. Definitely. I don't I don't think we can ever miss a California season again. If it's a good season, like it's just it's just so good. It's just so much better than anywhere else. Like <laughs> I can't I couldn't I couldn't believe it. That's so nice to hear, especially after like we've been doing some like locations multiple times and it's like, okay, maybe it's time to do something else. Hearing that about Kelly gets me fired up. I really, really need to go back. 
it's yeah, as you say, the, the lifestyle, the kayaking, the combination, the the weather. I, it's all I mean, dude, you never you never have to stress about bringing a tarp on an overnighter because it does not rain there. You know, like it's amazing. You know, like starting fires, you just need a little bit of like a little bit of flame near some wood, and that's it. It's like up, and you're you're making sure you contain it properly. You know, so you're not the next person that ruins <laughs> the Californian wilderness. And uh, yeah, it's just incredible, man. The amount of time you get on the water for some of these runs, mm -hmm. you know, if you think that like most of the day runs there are still three or four hours long on the water, moving fairly quickly down them, like you just don't get that in Europe. You yeah, know? that's true. That's true. That's something I've been missing after like coming back from Norway. It's been like all these like short runs and you're always like, do it again and do it again repeat and do it again it's like oh my god i just want to be on the water for like an extended time where i kind of like forget the fact that i'm close to like either the put in or the takeout i just want to be on the water that's that's really true like we don't have that no but yeah at least at least not much and at least not very often yeah you know? that's true like, but Yeah, dude, it's it's incredible. I don't think I can miss a California season. I could I couldn't believe it. Felt like ninja training and dude, it's been a while since we've been since I've been on like a longer trip with Dano. Mm -hmm. Dude, he just keeps getting better. And it's <laughs> it's insane that he manages to keep doing it and he's managing to do it across like every aspect of the sport, you know, whether that's with his down river freestyle or his river running, or that's with like leading a crew of first timers down a river. Like it's, it's insane. Like every single aspect of the sport he's good at. And, um, dude, he's doing these things where he's like making, like, he's like carrying his momentum in ways or picking his momentum up into moves that other i've just not seen other people do mm -hmm. you know and and to be able to witness that and to try and break it down and understand why he's trying why he's doing it that way it was like it was crazy to me man it's it's so beautiful i feel like this is always a topic we keep repeating in every episode but just that's just because it is so true and undeniable like Dane's just a goat and he's crushing in every single aspect and he keeps on crushing for such a long time now. It's yeah, I'm I'm really, really looking forward to repeat myself a lot about this topic and see where he's gonna take it. But it's just it's just crazy. Dude, he's he's a man, you know, but like <laughs> when we have some time apart, you know, I'll be like working on stuff and I'm like, I'm catching up, you know, I'm not that far behind. Then we spend a bunch of time kayaking together and I'm like, God damn, <laughs> like he's on another planet, you know, like We're going down the same rivers and stuff, like both hitting clean lines and yeah. things. But like he's just like he's a wizard, man. I don't, a wizard. <laughs> I don't even understand how he does some of this stuff. And then like when he's walking on the rocks and on like the smooth slabs and stuff, dude, it's like his feet are glued to it. Like <laughs> like that was what was blowing most of the group away. Like the places where Dame was confident to walk on the rocks compared to everyone else was just like, dude, it was like he glued his feet to it or something. It was it was hideous. I love that. Dane is the man. If you haven't known, Dane is the man. <coughs> so yeah, ball, that sounds like a pretty good time in Cali. I guess down south, the Köln was also running again. Oh my God, like, dude, for a long season, right? Dude, the whole season through. Like it's, yeah, it's been, I think it started, Dane said it like 8,000 mm -hmm. when he was there. And now it's down to like, I think it was 3,600 when I left. And that's, you know, like, it's a plenty stout flow on the cataracts, man, you know? Like, it's, it's plenty of water. It's it's amazing kayaking. Like, I think that's some of my favorite kayaking I've ever done, you know? Because it's, like, big, fast, powerful, messy water, but still with defined moves, you know? Mm -hmm. So, like, it's, it's pushy, but it's clean somehow, you know? <laughs> like, it's... It's this weird mix of everything. And yeah, I think pound for pound, that's some of the best kayaking you can do. 
How did the the Colonel and the Cataracts take that extra water? Because obviously it's been quite a bunch higher than when we were there, when we, when we were there last. And I was always wondering, like, I mean, you know, it's how like some rivers can just take way more water in such a good way. You were kind of surprised and others really don't. And with that one, I was never sure what was going to happen. Yeah, man. Well, I wasn't there when it was peaking at like mm -hmm. 8 8K or whatever. But um, when I was there, it was like basically, I don't know, it was a good chunk more water than when we were there. Mm -hmm. And um, it, everything still felt great. You know, like a couple of holes got bigger, Fair. scarier. A um, couple of lines got pushier, but mostly it just kept cleaning up and getting nicer. You know, like before you'd sometimes hit like a random rock. Mm -hmm. no, none of that really happened at this flow, you know, but there mm. Yeah, there were definitely a few rapids that were stressful each each lap. And um, if you were tired out there and you got humbled somewhere, you'd, you'd quickly realize you were tired, you know. And um, um, triple drop, for me, that rapid closes out around the four grand mark, you mm -hmm. know. Maybe you could get through, maybe you couldn't, but that bottom hole just closes out, or yeah. it looks like to me. And um, yeah, anyway, I think like below 4,000, like 3,700, I think that's got to be the best level because you can still bomb into triple drop mm -hmm. and everything else is like clean, big, powerful. Beautiful. It's it's amazing, dude. I think it's, I think if you want to get good at kayaking, that's a place to go. Yeah, 100% agree. But then the weird thing is like the community down there is not as big as you would expect. I mean, to be fair, the river doesn't run very much. Well, dude, this this year was sort of different because Evan Evan knew that the season was going to be insane. Mm -hmm. He was bringing in a bunch of people that he knew were good kayakers and like good good people to have on a high water river. So there was actually a good crew of youngsters out there. That's dope to hear. Which was which was really dope. They were just kayaking like after work and stuff, so mm -hmm. we wouldn't always be on the same program. But yeah, there was a good crew of youngsters out there shredding. Um, it's like Driscoll, Patrick Sheehan, Sam Sharp um uh axel oh, i forget his second name we, mm -hmm. we know the kid though but you know there's a good crew of youngsters out there and that was really rad to see but also man like you have to be a pretty good standard for the cataracts you know 100 yeah of course it's one of the hardest day runs you can do in basically the world i guess <laughs> well, well on the west coast in cali for sure i would say i think like pushy water moves yeah certainly but Yeah, it's just magic. And the more laps you do, the more comfortable you get in there. You start trying to find different lines. It's really, it's a really special place to invest time in, you know, because mm -hmm. you never really stop to scout anything. So the first two laps or so, two or three laps, you're just like, what am I kayaking <laughs> into? You know, it's just water everywhere, these huge holes to booth. Like, I don't know what's going on. And then you spend a bit more time, you're watching your GoPro footage back and you just get more comfortable going down it. You just understand. Yeah. The Kern, the Kern, what a what a place in the world! It's it blows my mind, especially because like I remember Evan telling me that it didn't, it wasn't running like the last fifty or sixty years, and then that twenty seventeen season was good. We got the nineteen season, and then now you have another epic season. Like at least that's good news, and I guess all the reservoirs are filling up again. So I feel like that was an important winter to have. Yeah, I would say so. I just hope it doesn't lull California into like a false sense of security. Yeah. You know. Because they were like battle stations a year or two ago. Of like they were, they were talking about like taking the salt out of the salt water in the bay to like provide drinking water to people and like all sorts of stuff. Yeah, crazy. Like, like California's in a tough spot with water, man. And the, the sad thing for me was driving along the roads and seeing like all the um, locals like um, ag activism calls for more dam projects so that they really? would have more you see water. That out there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no! See a bunch of signs like that, man. You know, like. Like, don't waste our water, like, more dams, like, all of this stuff. And that's, 
you know, I guess it's just like a, a piece of like information or education is missing there. Cause mm -hmm. I'm like, actually you're like creating more of a problem for yourself there. You know, like it's, yeah, it's tricky, dude. Hopefully, hopefully, I don't know. Now the trade winds have changed. Hopefully we have a couple more good years mm -hmm. of California. That would be amazing. Cause I guess like maybe 10, 15 years ago, that was the normal thing to do. You would go to Norway, smash your Norway season, go kayaking there. And then by the time Norway kind of like starts to dry out, he would fly to Kelly and get this epic Kelly season. Well, and dude, then... I think that was always like a super lucky thing to get and yeah. pretty excessive. You know, like when we were talking about that, I was like, damn, <laughs> that's a lot of money to do a Norway trip and a California trip, like right same summer. Like, that's, that's That feels excessive to me, you know? And I'm like, always the way you get the best seasons in places is to just spend the most time there, you know? Mm -hmm. So I was always nervous about doing it, but it really felt like when I was in Norway and you know, you were, you were hurt and you were taking some time off and I didn't have a crew. And then it was in between levels. I was like, screw it. This is the year. Yeah, Let's for go. sure. I think that was the right call. Like, especially for me. So when I went back, I had it all like figured, or I was on my way to figure out. Cause remember we fought, I, I re-injured my abs. Yeah. And it was this huge, like confusion, why and how and yada, yada, yada. And I like slept all the time, all of this. And then Finally, it turns out that I ended up with a virus in myself. I don't know where I caught it and what's what's going on. So apparently, a virus spread onto like my liver, my heart, and my lung, and irritated the abs basically inside out. I have never heard of this before. That was the explanation they came up with, and it was very kind of confusing, but also made sense because I remember myself being broken. Remember, like, I was bleeding out of my mouth for, like, two weeks, slept, like, 16 hours a day, no energy, no nothing. Thought, I thought this was, like, a, just a depression from being I hurt so again. Too. You remember, I, remember I came back with that Snickers for yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, I remember. <laughs> it's yeah. like, come on, you're not you when you're not <laughs> at your Snickers, mate. Come on. Pretty much. And, I mean, I thought the same, and it felt so similar. I was so confusing. But then, luckily, after that kind of got sorted, I could... Like, I understood, like, I experienced pain, yes, but it's not because my muscles are falling apart, but this is just nerves, so whatever, fuck it. And then I was good, and then I could kayak here. And it was very hard, one, not, not having you here, like, not too many people to kayak I with. told you, eh? Like, if, crazy. If, if you're not in the house, I'm on my own out yeah. there, you know? And it's, I guess it's the same vice versa. That's what happened. I was just solo kayaking out there, still having fun, still getting after it, but it was just a different vibe. And then... This is a funny one I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, I wonder, so we had like a crazy, crazy storm here. In I saw that, dude. I was, I was getting the alerts on my phone. Oh, okay. And like I was hanging out at Johnny Hans' house one, one day prior before the storm hit. Uh -huh. And they just moved into a new house and they have this like stove where you can like cook and it's still fire, uh, powered by like wood. You literally make a fire and it's a stove. And I was giving him shit for like an hour. Like, what the fuck? It's 2023. Like, what are you doing? Like, what is this antique? thing and he's like no 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 in the valley you need it it's like no way you need this literally the next day huge storm these guys are cut off power and telephone for the whole day and the whole night johnny is cooking on his little fire stove things talk than ever but yeah it really screwed some of the rivers um in the earth's valley we had hundreds of trees in the upper parts and the lower parts everywhere things have been moving around and trees were one thing but also we kind of have this theory that the brand new dam they put in is broken by now because I was kayaking on this lower stretch or on Vela Brücke and now it's funny. 
like I checked the online gauge, it was like 190 something. So like really easy flows, happy days, good to go and check for trees, right? So I go, I get to the earth and I'm like, oh, this looks very brown, but you know, maybe it's just like the color, whatever, it will be fine. And I start kayaking. And once you get past that wooden bridge, like I kind of was looking for my markers, like where are these rocks? Like, maybe I haven't been here in a while, you know, it hasn't been running. So maybe I'm just misjudging, whatever. I'm paddling down and I'm like, little bit confused at times because rapids have changed only slightly but a little bit and then i get to the bottom and i look at my phone and i have all these missed calls like oh watch out like the level has changed gauge has changed blah 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 i tell this to mati he's losing his shit he's giving me shit he's like how can you be this naive like how did you not realize because i honestly generally thought the entire way down i was like at medium low flows turns out i wasn't but the upper floor the, the upper sections correlate properly to that gauge right and it was so confusing because i was wondering maybe i ended up in like a dam flush where they were cleaning out the bottom of the dam and just poured more water downstream or something but it's been like that for the last couple of weeks so what we what we think right now is that actually with that with that big storm and the high water and all the trees getting pushed into it maybe something has broke because they're working on it every day and it's always releasing more water in the lower part it's so weird right now like definitely want to be on the washout right now down there the most beautiful to hear coming back for that stupid <laughs> dam is broken i like, would love I, that thing just to be gone uh, yeah that's everything i could ask for for christmas yeah <laughs> that stupid dam to be broken it's it's hectic but, but uh but you know man like the sediment deposits around it and like the way it destabilizes the rest of the river like for sure that thing causes a lot of harm oh so much harm i mean Wet has been doing a great job informing people what's wrong with this dam, but still not everybody knows or way more people should know. I think now with like the first like spikes or extremes we're getting through seasonal changes, throughout climate change, throughout everything, I think it kind of shows the locals like that this dam might not be what these guys were told it would be or what it would do to the valley type thing. Yeah, I would I would hope so, man. I hope that becomes evident before the next big project goes ahead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, damn, that's crazy. I'm excited to get out on the local rivers. Literally just got back. Lufthansa lost all my bags. So <laughs> I know, dude. I was like, ah, German efficiency, they'll be here. They'll be here tomorrow, no problem. They're like, we might maybe have your bags on Tuesday. <laughs> we'll let you know. Oh, no, because that's all the kayaking gear, right? Yeah, minus like 10 kilos of stuff that young Huey flew home for me because I was overweight. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he had to book to get his bags on the plane. He had to book an inflatable kayak. And I was like, good luck keeping a straight face, telling him that you're a pack crafter. You know, like, what do you have in your bag, sir? It's uh, it's one of those things me and my friends make fun of all the time. <laughs> I am uh, I am that, yes. Inflatable kayaker. Yeah, and oh, these are my oars. <laughs> And that worked out? <laughs> I, I guess so, dude. I told him to, to text me if he had to pay any extra money for the weight, but he hasn't. So fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Beautiful. Yeah. Kayaking and travel, it's never disappoints, I guess. Well, but California Dreaming 2023. Cali California Dreaming. The only sad part for me was that I didn't get any dem shits time in California because... Mm. Those are the videos I grew up on, like Dem Shits in California. Spent like three years on the pro tour with them. We never got to Cal to go to California because California was in a drought for those years. And uh, there were times where it looked like Jared Silo was going to get a window to come out in between like family and work and stuff. But then the water levels fell through on him. Oh, no. And then it looked like me and 
Dave and Bob Facilli were going to meet up for Upper Cherry, but we had already moved on and like, yeah, I was so close a few times, man. But next year, that's top of my priorities. Go out and spend time with them shits. Nice. Out. Let's book it in. 2024 Cali season extended. Yeah, plus PNW, plus Dano's wedding, plus, yeah, I think we're going to be on the West Coast for a while. I like it. I like it. Well, brother, thank you very much for this catch up. Sounded or sounds like California did treat you pretty well. I am looking forward for more kayaking on our local runs here. I think it's going to be a good time before we head off to the next one. Everybody listening, thank you very much. And uh, we see you in the next one. Cheer, cheer.